Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's season six, and I think we're going to go for it in a professional hour. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could have just seen his face, because that was the most excited I've seen Mark in probably six years. We We haven't done formally an unprofessional hour in forever. It's been a long time. Because everything somewhat turns into the unprofessional yes, hour. Yes, it does. And I think when we, because <laughs> we, because we, we started to do the podcast on such a very, serious, it was very note. serious. It, it was, was so serious. It was an attempt at serious. It was too serious. I, I don't know if it ever really was serious, but it was an attempt at. I, was it an attempt at serious? I don't even know now. We definitely started Fuck, go back and trying to focus a little more on specific topics. You know, bringing in expert guests you know and talking realized? about something very specific. I realized and, I was bored listening to my own shit. <laughs> It morphed into more of this long form conversational type of podcast that we have now, which is amazing because we learn so much about people and we go down paths that we never would if we stuck to the topics. So I definitely prefer what we do now. But because of that, we've had little need for an unprofessional hour because everything somehow goes down a path where we tell funny stories. We really get to know people. But our guest tonight, super cool in California, um, she has been binging the unprofessional (laughs) hours and you know so she knows some of the old school questions she already apparently has an answer for the lottery question so we were like do you want to just like kick it old school and do this like this so this is what's happening so we've got Allie here who is a licensed massage therapist in New York certified massage therapist in California and initially reached out to us to talk sorry now I looked at the TV it is funny we're watching the hangover and Zach Galifianakis (laughs) is killing me right now anyway um she originally reached out to talk about a whole bunch of things but specifically you know differences um being being a therapist in two different states uh, a little bit about um the way things are in california being that it's not even consistent throughout the entire state Mm. um and then some of the differences when it comes to i don't know if this was differences with the u.s and canada but about the fact that you know relationships even change when becoming a therapist because apparently it's not really considered healthcare uh, where she is, and I'll let her clarify that. But relationships changing where people now think that she's uh, in the sex trade, which she agrees that there is nothing wrong with, but it's not what she does. So we have a lot of things to talk about, including all the unprofessional hour questions. So I'm going to shut up right now. And Ali, speaking, wait, 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 wait. Oh. speaking of speaking of sex work, okay. Um, Emily Muse, where are we going with this? A, she 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 posted <laughs> Emily Muse, who who owns Muse Massage Spa, which is a licensed body rub mm-hmm. parlor in Toronto, and they, she owns one in Vaughan as well. Co-owns actually. And she posted on her Facebook, what, what does she post? Like, Happy Mistress Day? And I'm like, Happy Mistress Day. She posts Happy Mistress Day. And if you, I can't remember what she posted. I'm butchering it now. Oh, because it's the, the day before Valentine's I didn't Day? Put the, I didn't put that together. Right. I'm like, oh. and I messaged her. I'm like, is it really like Mistress Day? Like, what is it? And she's like, yes. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't understand. And then she said, and and in two days, it's going to be, I can't remember what she said. Like, like I didn't really think of you day or something like that. I'm like, then it clicked in. Oh, that I get it now. Slowly. So I don't know how. Anyway. <laughs> I just heard. See, I heard sex and I thought of. Uh, oh, forget it. 
It's horrible. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody. <laughs> Allie has heard the episodes with Emily, so at least she knows what you're talking about. So for everybody listening, Allie, can you introduce yourself? How long you've been working in this profession? What got you into massage? And then we're going to jump right into some fun I'm stuff. I'm find out exactly what the post was because I you just do that. It. You do that while Allie talks about herself. All right. My name is Allie. I am licensed in New York and certified in California. I've been practicing for about five years now. Um, I graduated school in 2018 from the New York Institute of Massage in Williamsville, New York. So I'm originally from Buffalo, about two hours from Toronto. I grew up very familiar with the area you guys are in. Um, Yeah, I love Toronto. (laughs) But I've been practicing, like I said, for about five years. on and off in the beginning. And then because I was working a full-time job that was paying really well. And then COVID hit and I moved to California and I had nowhere to go. And I didn't want to be employed as a massage therapist. So I just went out on my own immediately. This is, there's, there's so many things. So many things. Well, where, where, where do you want to start with the so many things? Well, for one, she sounds like she's from Buffalo. Right. Being in Toronto, every, I'm sorry, that's not meant to be offensive, but every, uh, every television station I remember from when I was a kid, that's if true. it wasn't a Toronto station, it was, it was a, a Buffalo, Buffalo New York yeah. station. And you guys have a way of speaking. And as soon as you said originally from Buffalo, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you sound like you're from Buffalo. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I want to know why, why you moved to California well, to when COVID hit. Massage. I wanted to know right from the beginning. Like, what? what okay. What, can we okay. do that? Yeah, can we, we can. Do? We can go in order. Let's go in chronological order. Chronological okay. order. Why massage? Until I get too stoned, and then it's like fucking all over the place. <laughs> um, I hated school. I was not a big school person, and I was going to school for sociology. I've always been someone that wants to help people. But I was in college for sociology and they told me, you're not going to make any money unless you get your master's in sociology. And I thought eight years of school sounds miserable. (laughs) (laughs) If you fucking hate school, just the thought of eight eight years probably fucking makes you insane. There's good reasons I, uh, you know, lost the dream of being a doctor when I was in high school. But nope, not doing that. My mom went to a chiropractor all the time because she has a chronic injury. And I was like, well, I'll be a chiropractor. And then that's also eight years of school. So I thought the next best thing was massage therapy. So I applied to the school I went to and I show up to the admissions office for my interview. And they're like, have you ever had a massage? And I thought, no. And they're like, well, you can't apply to the school until you receive a massage. So they gave me a voucher to get a free massage from the student clinic. And I never did it because I don't like people touching me. (laughs) And I told them I went somewhere else to like a chain spa or something. And they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I went to school. It's such a weird requirement, though, I think. You can't come here. Unless you get a massage first. Yeah. Do you don't think it's weird? It is weird. Like I said, I, I've, we've talked about this before. I understood the original You can't deliver intent. babies until you've, 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 you've put one out yourself. Right, exactly. It doesn't make sense. I understood the original intent of it, um, but 
a lot gets lost. So for example, we at, at working at a private career college, majority of people I dealt with were either A, mature students, B, newcomers to Canada, or C, people going for a second career who uh, major, a, a large majority of them didn't have any any formal education whatsoever. Right. So the the whole have you had a massage before was more to see if somebody understood what massage therapy actually is that you know you're not coming here to learn something like you would learn going to like aesthetics college where like you know it's not just about relaxation and learning techniques yeah, but and in the admissions process they can just tell you that well exactly they can just be like yo there's a lot of science that happens here. Do you know what I mean? Well, and but then again, the other side of it is as like we've talked about on other on other episodes. I'm having a problem with words today. Um, as an admissions rep, we were also right. told not to right, talk okay. too much about the program uh, the because that is the problem yet again. Right, that was not our oh, area no. of expertise. Another shitty school. We don't, you know, we don't have to go into detail. But yeah, the intent behind it was: Do people understand I what massage it. therapy entails? But the well, you problem got this one that just lies about it. So. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, but I mean, at the school I worked at, you had to provide proof. But again, somebody could just make a receipt, like we're actually checking into this person's license, right? But the problem becomes there is such a wide variety of therapists so you could just you know roll up to any spa who you know i've been to spas where they don't really take a health history like sure you fill out the papers but the therapist looks at it and says okay get on the table so it's still not telling the person that they have any other knowledge other than i want you to rub my body imagine you end up at a rub and tug and i'll say why i say this because i actually had a student Female, young female student when I was teaching at uh, at at the NY campus. Yeah, young young female student, and there's a couple of rub and tugs in that neighborhood, and she was from that neighborhood, so she walked walked to class. It was a night class. Yep. And then she was like, "I'm nearing the end of school," and one day she saw one of the rub and tugs that said massage on it, and she's like, "Maybe I'll go see if they're hiring for jobs." Like she had no fucking clue until mm. she walked in, and then they're like, "What are you doing here?" This is primarily males that come in here. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then she realized, oh, they touch dicks. Yeah, yeah. not the place you want to be. Well, Allie's laughing already because apparently <laughs> this is what people thought she was doing going into massage. Anyway, carry on with your story. <laughs> I ended up going to the school. And honestly, like after being in the student clinic, because we had to do at least 80 hours in the student clinic, if I went to the student clinic before going to the school, I probably would not have went to the school. Why? Um, The school itself was very, very out of date and the front didn't show that. And then also the instructors or the clinic director, whoever was working the clinic at that time would come into the room and observe for like five minutes and then ask the student giving the massage to demonstrate certain techniques and it totally interrupted Hmm. every massage it was like so random and i get that they have to see you showing your technique and your skills that's what class is for that's what oral practical exams are for yeah i mean there's (laughs) a way to work that stuff in as a supervisor like if you go in there and you see someone doing something and like they're clearly doing a certain technique then maybe ask them to explain like well why are you doing that technique yeah or Or if or if they have explained exactly if they've explained like what the the client came in requesting then maybe you could suggest something that is helpful for the condition but just coming in and saying hey can i 
see you do some topotement? Yeah. <laughs> your client's like, why are you why are you fucking hitting me? Literally. Now? <laughs> so why do you why do you dislike people touching you? I'm the same way. I don't I don't like to get massaged very often. I don't like to be touched. I really don't like people in my personal space. I don't really like people all that much. So I kind of get why I don't enjoy. I'm a close talker, and I touch his face all the well, time. Can you imagine how different. annoying it's, I am to him? It's totally different, <laughs> and I and I can't figure out why I don't like people around me, and I don't like to be like I can't. I just I just know I just don't like it. I can't I, un- out why. I understand though. I am not. So I like I'm not a big why. hugger. I'm so not. Tell e- me why. Let's start here. Tell me why you're not a big hugger. Me or Allie? Oh, me. We'll start with um, you. I I just <laughs> never have been. I'm not. You know, like there's girlfriends who like the minute they see you they want to come up and give you a hug and but like there are certain friends that I will hug but it's more so because they have initiated it like I am not the person to really initiate hugs I blame our parents yeah totally I was like from a family that we didn't touch very often I've talked about this before we were not lovey-dovey and touchy-feely and I have friends now who will like sit beside me they're talking to me and they're like rubbing my leg or I have so many massage therapist friends so they'll start like rubbing my shoulder or touching my hand and the entire time I'm like can this stop like it's it's (laughs) not for me i don't care for i if i want a massage i will go pay for a massage like i don't need you just to start touching me because we're therapists yeah i have to be in a real kind of mindset to to and be mentally prepared to get handled by i shouldn't say handled by but touched by somebody yeah Yeah. no i'm not a big toucher so what about you ali why are (laughs) you why don't you like people touching you i i have no reason for it i've just never been like someone that's all over someone unless it's like my boyfriend he probably gets so annoyed with me. I'm touching him. Like every time we're together, I'm just like poking him or touching his face or like if I rub his leg, he doesn't like that. That's like, he, I don't know. He, he hates it. So if I I just like do it, do it out of habit. And he's like, stop touching me and I was like oh my god you're me (laughs) yeah it's true though because now knowing like Mark doesn't I mean I know that but um when we're laying in bed, he likes to put his feet under my legs. I couldn't hate something more. It's like, so get your there. fucking feet you off of me. You know, you have no idea the warmth. We spend we spend most of the body. night actually like kicking each other. <laughs> so he puts his feet under me. I kick them away. He tries to come back. We just like kick each other all night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a really strange go. But yeah, so three massage therapists here who don't, don't like, like to be being touched. touched. All right, yeah. we're off to a good start. California. Amanda was starting there. Yeah. Why do you decide? to move to California during COVID. So before COVID, I was in a long distance relationship with a guy from California. We met on the internet, did the back and forth for a while. He moved to Buffalo to live with me in the sometime in February and then didn't get a job, didn't do anything with himself. And then March 16th, the whole world shut down and he's like, well, do you want to be stuck in the snow or do you want to go to California? I was like, well, I guess I'll go to the beach. So <laughs> yeah. I ended up moving out there. We did not stay together and I decided to stay and I don't regret it one bit. I love it out here. So as somebody who's a, a bit of a, a chicken, <laughs> your your family, your friends, everybody you know is in New York. You're no longer with the fella that you went to California for. Um, Was it fucking scary? (laughs) All right, we're back on the fella. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, I'm old. I'm old. Truth. Mm -hmm. Truth. Truth. Fuck off. I'm old. I I don't know how to go about meeting someone to date on the internet. 
So can we explain this to me? Because I don't. I don't. Right. Other than a Tinder app. Well, that's that's what it is. Is that is that what this it's is? Dating app. I know. She's like, I wish we never went down this road, guys. Like she even froze her camera. I, I don't know, because like when I would have been younger and I assume like maybe your age, that stuff didn't exist. So I've always had significant others that I never ended up wanting to actually use any type of uh, online stuff. And online yeah. wasn't really a thing until I was old. So We're, we're old school. We <laughs> met at work. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> talk to Mark about the dating app world. It was not a dating app. It was Instagram. Oh, and yeah. so Instagram and Facebook are connected, right? Yep. So we were in the same Facebook group. And then because of that, I showed up on his Thing as like people you may know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he added me on there and I accepted it um and then he s- messaged me from one of my stories one day and we just started talking but it we were not together that long it was not a healthy relationship by any means mm-hmm. like once we went from being long distance and seeing each other three or four days at a time for a year like three or four days at a time, every month or every two months, we would travel back and forth. And then we went from that to living together full time. And I really got to see who he was because the people you meet while they're on like vacation mode are not who they truly are. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I live with no regrets because if that didn't happen, wouldn't I wouldn't be, be in California. Exactly. Yep. I wouldn't be with the guy that I'm with now. I I wouldn't have the life that I have. I wouldn't be self-employed running a massage business. So I, I live with no regrets. Everything happened the way it was meant to happen. But yeah, I want I, I first want to know though, like I said, you you stayed after like breaking up with this guy and mm-hmm. you didn't really have a lot of people in California. Everyone was in New York. No. It, was there a point where you thought I should go back to New York or were you already just so in love with California? I was in love with California. My business was already fairly built up. I had a lot of regular clientele that I didn't want to walk away from. California is insanely expensive compared to Buffalo. So I knew I had to find a way to make it work living on my own. And I had any of my friends at that time were people that I knew through my ex. Mm. And I, as I was breaking up with my ex, I was like, I need an outlet. So I started getting tattoos and my tattoo artist became my friend and then more and more. And mm. now I'm dating my tattoo artist and <laughs> it's wonderful. I didn't see it going that, that way. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's got me, he's got me a little covered now. So that's all new. The funny <laughs> thing new. is, is when you first signed on, Mark was like, Oh, she's here. He's like, oh, she's got lots of tattoos. Like that was, I, he actually noticed that as soon as she signed on. Yeah, yeah. I got like this little, I got my face done and <laughs> just a little one. But that one always freaks me out around clients because I'm like, they're going to see this blonde girl covered in tattoos with her face tattooed, walk out to give them a nice relaxation <laughs> massage and be like, this is not going to be fun. That's true. I can imagine my mother thinking that. Like, what? This might <laughs> I keep my awesome. hair down. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed it. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So where are the weirder clientele? The weirder. Yes. I want to know what's the difference between the clientele on the East Coast versus the West Coast. Um, I think California has the weirder clientele because New York actually, like, I feel like 
people have a respect for massage therapy out there because New York requires a thousand hours of education and California only requires 500. And in California, it's an optional certificate that the local cities and counties can require. But there are some places that don't require any certificate or education. So there are some places in California that people are practicing with zero education. So I feel like California, I've gotten some weird people because there's no respect for massage in California. What is the, or at least the one that stands out to you the most, the weirdest thing, the weirdest client interaction that has ever happened to you in California? Um, I don't take walk-ins. I'm on appointment only. And I work with three other girls, all estheticians. Well, at this time, now we have also another massage therapist there. I rent my room also. So I'm independent and then everyone else is employed. So I was at the front reception area one day waiting for my client to come in. And this younger guy, probably my age, walks in and he's like, I'd like a male Brazilian. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, we don't do those here. Um, I recommend this girl. She's not far. She's really good. And he's like, well, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a massage therapist. And he's like, well, I'm here. You're here. I'll just do that. And I was like, <laughs> no, I have a client coming in. And I don't know what was going on in my head at the time because this guy already like gave me bad vibes. But I was like, you can come back at three. I'm open then. And I was like, <laughs> Allie, Allie, Allie. <laughs> so Did he come back? You live and you learn. He came back and he's filling out his paperwork and he's like in the reception area filling it out and he's on and off the phone with his girlfriend and they're fighting so loud on the phone and she's mad at him and he gets off the phone and he's talking to like this older guy next to him that I think was just waiting on his wife to get out of like her facial and he's like my girlfriend's a the worst she doesn't want me here she doesn't want me to get a massage and I hate her And then like two minutes later, he'd be like, but I love her so much and I can't wait to marry her and we're going to have kids together and we're going to be so happy. And I was like, oh, this guy's off his rocker. (laughs) So I finally, I got him back to the room and I honestly never should have even did the treatment because he walks in and he's like, can I be up front with you? And I was like, sure. And he's like, I would totally date you. And I'm like... That that's where this is gonna go. It's never a good open. So no, <laughs> no. The minute I'd hear, "Can I be up front with you?" No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Actually, please just don't speak for the duration of the massage. I would totally date you. Okay, that's yeah. that's not gonna make the treatment awkward at all. No. So I went through the whole like process of how it was gonna work, how he was gonna be fully covered the entire time. Like I made that very clear several times, and. I told him like, I will step out so you can get undressed on the table. And I see him start to reach for his pants. And I immediately turned and bolted out of the room. And I was like, this man was going to about to like undress in front of me. He's, he's proud of that Brazilian. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. He just had a male Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. He, he wanted to show it off. I guess. I come back in the room and he's like going on and on about like, I hate my girlfriend. I don't want to be with her. Like she's the worst. And he went for like 20 minutes straight talking about how shitty his girlfriend was. And then again, minutes later switches to, I can't wait to marry her. I'm going to propose soon. 
Like we're going to live happily ever after together. And I can't wait to have kids with this woman. She's love of my life. And then two minutes later, I'll pay you whatever you want to have a massage outside of here if I can do what I want. And I was like, I'm done. And I walked out. Mm. Wow. Can you can you figure this dude out? Is he like, can I figure this dude out? wacko or is it like the i hate my girlfriend i hate my girlfriend i hate my girlfriend just casting the fucking the reel out to see if there's going to be a bite and then when there's no bite oh you know i love her blah 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 blah. can i figure him out no no i can't won't even try I no guess, right? not even there's no point in even trying but yeah i mean it's so uncomfortable. Like I've, I haven't had a lot of like super weird, uncomfortable moments like that. Like I've talked about most of them that have happened, but like why make shit so uncomfortable? Exactly. Like, is that, this fun for you? That discomfort to me is the equivalent, like going over to someone's house for dinner and then they have a fight. Yeah. Right. You're just at the dinner table watching the domestic. You're like, oh my God. Why I'm am so I here? fucking awkward right now. Yeah. Well, that sounded fun. Okay, so let's compare and contrast. Yeah. Any any weird interactions with clients in New York? Oh, actually, wait. Before we move to yeah. New York. I wonder how much like I would have paid. Yeah, actually. I wonder if you went like thousands, bro. Thousands. <laughs> Who knows? I should refer him to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a, a question then. A follow-up to this is when you walked out, like, mm-hmm. did he did he say anything? Did he complain? Did he try to get out without no. paying? Did you, did he ever try to rebook no. with you? No, he was blacklisted. So there's like a red flag on his profile in our booking system that says he's not allowed to come back. A full explanation of everything that happened. And I, everyone else left early that day for some reason. Like, I don't know if they just didn't have clients scheduled. I can't remember. But I remember seeing on the owner's schedule that she was leaving a little early. Mm. And I gave her a heads up. I'm like, I don't have good feelings about this guy. Like, can you please stay? Like, I don't want to be here alone with this man. And she stayed for the entire thing. And then when it came time to like cash him out and leave, she stayed right next to my side the entire time. And he had nothing but good things to say. He was like, it was great. I can't wait to come back. And I looked at her and she looked at me and we we're like, no, no you're not, not coming happening. back. Dudes are weird, man. Super Dudes weird. weird. But this never happened to you in New York. No, I, New York was such a breeze. Like my clients were good. They were respectful. I think I also did have a lot of older clients, like older than what I have now. Like I have a lot of clients right now from teens to I'd say like 30 is my my average age range now and a few older. Um, but in New York, I primarily had like 50 and up. So I don't know if they were just more respectful because of the age. I mean, I know creepy old men exist, creepy old women exist, but none that I dealt with. It's probably just the way massages, like how you're saying massages, like looked at really different between the two states. Just everything from the education to the certification, you know. Yeah, the fact that you can call yourself a massage therapist in certain cities or counties without, yeah, without any kind of education, then, yeah, I mean, I can understand why people wouldn't look at it with, but it's still boggles my mind that there are people who think that they can just treat service industry people like that, right? Like even if you're not healthcare and you're working in any kind of service industry, whether you're an esthetician or a hairstylist or a nail technician or a lash technician or a massage therapist, like any kind of service, why do people think that they can 
treat you like you are a servant. It's weird. It's like when when someone's paying for something, then that's when they're like, you know what I mean? So I can't remember who the fuck I was hearing say this. They were talking about people that use their body for work. And they were comparing like people that do like massage or people that do sex work or people that do construction or people who are athletes, they use their bodies for work mm-hmm. and they get paid because of the work that they do. This person was a sex worker and she was like, just because some dude's paying me to do a certain act, if there's a certain act that's involved, doesn't mean you own me or you own my body for this amount of time. Right. You're paying for this service and that's it. That yep. type of thing. So if you're paying for a hand job, that doesn't mean you can grab up my body everywhere. That doesn't mean you can do this, do that. You're, yeah. you, this is what you're paying for. You you're, you didn't buy my body for this time. You bought me touching you bought the your service. reader with my hand for this time. Or or the service. Yeah, but yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for the visual description, saying, Mark. You know, just in case <laughs> someone was... In case somebody was wondering. So I want to know, because as I said, your original message, you talked about, I actually picked this up again, because you talked about um, certain things that were happening, um, such as like client relationships. I guess there's maybe some blurred lines because there's not as many rules as maybe we have with things like dual relationships. You talked about client relationships and how therapists feel that they have to be careful about what they put on social media for people like finding out things about them, or even how uh, personal relationships have been affected from becoming a massage therapist, again, because of the the perception of massage therapy. So I wanted to know what your experiences were with that. Like, what did you mean by those things? Um, Like as far as the personal relationships go, I was in a relationship with someone when I first started going to school and that guy was pretty supportive of it until he like, I'm like, Oh, let me practice what I showed or what I learned at school today. And I did it to him. And then since then, like, he completely looked at me different. Like, he's like, I can't believe you touch people all day. And then you want to come home to me. And like, I was like, what do you think I'm doing out here? And I feel like some of my extended family, my, like my mom, my dad, and my brothers know what I do. But I feel like some of my extended family is like, oh, she's a massage therapist. I feel like people look down on it rather than like, I'm helping people. I have an education. I'm self-employed. I'm working my ass off. Like, don't look down on me because you have a cushy office job. And then client relationships. I had one client that threatened to sue me not too long ago because I fired him. But he's just a quack. But (laughs) (laughs) he's so... He was too much. He got fired for a reason. He tried to follow me on my personal social media. And as you guys saw, like my personal social media is all private. And I, if you look at my social media, I don't post things I want my clients to see because I don't want my clients to look at me any differently in the treatment room. If I want to post a picture in shorts or a bikini or showing off a tattoo or things that I'm doing outside of work. I don't want my clients to change their opinion of me because of how I conduct myself outside of the office. And even I I took screenshots of it because I was so like amazed by this 
in those Facebook groups, you know how a lot of people are in those groups personal, like their personal Facebook, mm-hmm. not their business Facebook, right? right. Mm-hmm. This one girl posted pictures and she's like, hey, or not pictures. She made a post and she was like, hey, um, someone, can someone tell me why I keep getting requests for like sex work? I run a legitimate business and she's in another country and everyone's like attacking her. They're like, well, you have the word sex in your profile and your profile picture. You're too glamorous in your profile picture. Like no massage therapist should be wearing that much makeup and have their hair done like that. It was the girl's personal Facebook. It wasn't her business Facebook. And the sex word was unisex. She had a unisex salon and spa. I've had my mind flip flop back and forth over the years. Like if you listen to, if you listen to an episode many, many years ago, I did talk about this where I I can't remember which episode it was, but I talked about how if you're going to be posting things publicly on the internet, you do have to be aware that like somebody may see it, whether it's somebody like an employer, a future employer, in our case, like regulatory body, um, Mm -hmm. other colleagues, clients, patients, like people might see it. And if you're okay with, you know, what's out there and anybody seeing it, cool. But you do have to be aware that people are seeing it. And I did once say on one of the episodes that I'm like, I don't know, man, because massage therapists can be so closely linked to sex work. I mean, it's it's much less so now, but there are still people that don't have the education. We definitely still get requests from people. You know, we still hear the words happy ending like that still exists less so, but it still exists. Okay. And so I did say, you know, maybe as especially a female therapist, maybe consider if you're posting overtly sexual photos of yourself, who's going to see it? And I, I, me personally, I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want that connection. Um, You know, I would be much more careful or making sure that things are very, very private where clients and patients are not going to see it. But on the other hand, like you said, it was her personal Facebook. And if she wants to go on a vacation and take a sexy picture of herself in a bikini and post it on her personal Facebook, that still does not invite people to to think that she's being unprofessional or that she's somehow offering something other than her services because this is not her business page. So like, I don't know, like I said, I go back and forth because I'm like, I wouldn't do it because I'd be concerned about that. And also because I don't think I would post pictures of myself. In yeah, Nikki, but, but. We, okay, okay, okay. But then you might not post a picture of yourself in a bikini, but do you have a problem posting a picture when you're kind of half shit face at the bar having a really good time? Well, that's what I mean. Like, like all of that, it, all of that is where you have to think like, who's going to see this and am I okay with it? And if you're okay with it, then then go for it, right? And it's same thing with the bikini picture. So you if you're put, okay with it, you go put for that, it. Do you put that on the same level then? The, 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 the look at me shit face at the bar, face, do you know what I mean? And therefore potentially having someone see it and then prejudge you for that. The same way I might see you in a bikini and prejudge you for that. So the reason that, no, I don't put them on the same level is, like I said, it's because, Just because the link of between the, massage the link between massage and sex work. But again, then there's the other part of me that's like, but just because you're posting something that's overtly sexual, if it's not on your business page, you're not promoting any, like you're not sexualizing 
your business. But then, you know, for example, our college basically tells us you're an RMT all the time. Like it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, like whatever you're projecting well, yeah, and putting out into the world, that comes with the, you're an RMT. The, that comes with the badge of being labeled healthcare by right. the government, right? Right. But also, I I have tons of friends that are nurses working in hospitals mm-hmm. and posting that same type mm-hmm. of like overtly sexy photos and scandalous stuff, and they have the OnlyFans and they have. Yep this internet presence of sex work, but no one looks at that any different, but they're literally OR nurses. Yep. But because we're massage therapists, we can't even post a picture in a low cut shirt. That's what I that's what I mean. It's it's massage therapy specifically because I have a friend who's a nurse and man, I I have seen much more of that woman's body than than anybody else that I know. Like I have her entire Brazilian? Instagram Brazilian? it gets very close, man. <laughs> but her entire Instagram is I mean, she works hard on that body and she shows it off. Her entire Instagram is, you know, she gets she's had some work done, you know, she's had the the breast implants and the lip injections and had her eyes snatched and all these things and so she she posts a lot of like very very sexual type of content of herself and yeah she's she's a nurse she's got a, a regulated healthcare job nobody would think anything of it but me as a massage therapist I feel like I would have to think twice about the kind of stuff she posts because people would look at it a little bit differently there's the you know overtly sexual massage therapist that's true and so far as like not even just i'm posting shit on my personal instagram i got an OnlyFans account Mm -hmm. there's tons of nurses with OnlyFans account that's actually like that's a thing that's a thing that's a thing i know more than one nurse with an OnlyFans. yeah that's a thing it's a thing yeah jeez (laughs) when ali said that i'm like yep Yep. The stuff yep. I don't yeah. know because I'm old. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things. I don't know anything. I feel like I know more people that have OnlyFans than not these days. Like it's become a social norm, at least out here in Southern California. But it's it's crazy. Is, is the point of that just a, a money thing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not a uh, try to try to get known and famous thing, or. No, I think it's, it's just a money thing. I mean, there's two there's two women who I don't know them personally. I only know their social media accounts. And uh both of them became millionaires because of OnlyFans. And so, you know, the both of them are mothers, they have children, and you know, people are like, This is disgusting. To their what are and that's the thing. People are commenting things like, This is disgusting. What do you tell your children? And they're like, Why do you have to bring my children into this? Look what I provide for my children. I'm a fucking millionaire. And how does it affect your life? Only fans. Who knew? I didn't know an average Joe could make Tons of dough. That was a lot of rhyming. Um, <laughs> I didn't know an average Joe could make tons of dough. I didn't know that though. That I thought maybe you had to be a little, a little bit of somebody with a little bit of following that would be able to. I don't know. Um, well, I don't one know I don't one know of the women I was just talking about, like I said, I don't know these people personally. I just happen to like find them on social media and I find them fascinating because it's interesting to me to see these young women, like the one I'm talking about, I think she's 30. This young single mom who's a fucking millionaire and a nurse and a nurse, by the way. And she made majority of her money doing OnlyFans. But she talks about like how it's because of her her marketing sense and her business sense. Like she figured out a way 
to get people over to that OnlyFans account and just start giving her money? I need that marketing sense for my massage business. I need need some advice from them. I would never call anybody out, but I will say, like as we're talking about how nurses have OnlyFans accounts, there are definitely, definitely massage therapists who also do this and just, you know, have to be very careful not to let their two lives intersect. It happens. For sure it happens. Why wouldn't it? There's people that do all sorts of work that end up doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. why would massage be excluded exactly. from that? So, But that's, yeah. So the, it's def- it definitely happens. So again, as a female massage therapist like myself or Allie, if we don't want that link to ever be made, like I don't know how Allie is on her personal social media pages, but I know on mine, that is a consideration for me. Like I'm not going to post something trying to look like I offer anything that I don't offer. Plus I'm old and married. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a lot of money on that. Then why doesn't fucking everybody under the sun? I guess you say everyone does. So at least where you are now. It's so common out here. Like there's so many people that are like, oh yeah, I have only fans and it's like so casual to them. And I'm like, that is still sex work. But I mean, I used to look at it like it was the worst thing in the world. And now it's like, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. If that's how you want to live your life, then go for it. Just don't, don't rope me into it. I want to know what so far of the unprofessional stuff that you've listened to, who, who, mm-hmm. who have you enjoyed? Cause I know there's a bunch that there's like a small, there's ones that stick out there's to not me. a small handful, but there's a good handful that like really, really yeah. stick out. All of Nikki's, all of hers are like my favorites, but she's not, she, really unprofessional hour she's unpopular yeah she's unpopular opinions yeah let me see um i just re-listened to the one with amy that was a good one amy's the actress Uh, amy because yeah okay yeah yeah the actress yeah amy the actress oh man i don't know i've been like just straight binging them so like i feel like names started to blur it's all blurred up yeah that makes a lot of sense you know where i'm going i always default back to belinda I don't know if you listen to Belinda's, the guy who pulled out, gave her the paper of like, he broke down how yes. much on each body part. I will never for the rest of my life hear a better story than that. I laughed so no. hard. I was in pain. I kid you not. Someone posted a picture and a massage Facebook group like two days ago of the client handed them a note with it broken down. It wasn't the odd amounts like hers. It wasn't like seven minutes on this area and two minutes here. But it was like five, five, ten here, like, and the therapist posted a picture, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So, so what, what do I do with? So, this? what would what would you do with that? That 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 person rolls in, and they're like, "Um, can 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 we do this today?" And just kind of hands it to you. What do you do in that scenario? I would probably tell them I'm not the therapist for them because I run my my room. My clients don't run my room, mm. so. If you're telling me your lower back hurts and you want me to spend half an hour on your lower back only, but we're not going to address glutes or legs or anything because you feel like you want the time addressed in certain areas, you're not going to get any benefit from it. Why, 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 why listen to the professional, you know? So I, when I have clients tell me that they have issues in certain areas, but refuse to work the opposite area or at an area that works with it. I'm like, 
why are you here? Why did you come to me? So, but how do you, in a practical scenario, like how would you, how would you have handled that? Like I, I, I hand you the sheet of paper. Here's what I would like done. Is it, is it literally the conversation like, hey, bro, like I don't think I'm the therapist for this <laughs> the reason. No, I'm actually really curious how that goes. No. Or do you just like um, suck it up for the day and just like this guy's, no, I'm never doing this again. How does that roll? I would probably try to push it, to be honest. I would be, I'd see how flexible the client is going to be with it if they're like super strict or if they're like, this is just like roughly what I want. I right. want my time evenly distributed. I'd be like, okay, I'm doing what I'm doing. But if they're like hard set on that, I'm going to question them why I want to figure out why they are so set on certain time on certain areas like that. And I'm not starting the session until I know. You see, I think this is like the big difference between someone that genuinely wants to help people and then someone that just likes doing massage, right? Someone that likes doing massage, they'll be like, okay, you know, this is what you want and you're going to walk away happy and you're going to feel good, then cool. Versus you, you're like, I genuinely want to help people. And if you're telling me you got lower back problems, then this is not going to cut it. Like I'm the person that probably knows a bit about how to help you from a massage standpoint for your lower back problem. Maybe let's discuss this instead. So that's why I would be the person to take the piece of paper like, fuck it, okay, I guess I'm doing this. I, I, I would purposely, as horrible as it sounds, I'd purposely do a horrible job, right? That way it's like, eh, you're, you don't want to come back. But every time you purposely do that, they always fucking rebook. They, they come off the table. <laughs> they come off the table. They're like, that was the greatest thing in the world. Going to, can I come back tomorrow? Always, 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 always. I mean, not that I've given a lot of those throwaways, but I've had moments where... Where that person's just rubbed me wrong. And you rubbed them wrong. Yeah. And they liked it. <laughs> but, but but you would have had to have done something kind of like, it was really, really off-putting for me to just be like, fuck this. And then just purposely do something that's just not, I know doesn't feel good, but apparently it does to somebody. My approach to that patient would definitely depend on their tone. Like I told a story a while ago about a guy coming in and just the way he spoke to me gave me a, a weird vibe and it's not like he was being inappropriate in any way but he was the person who said to me are you going to do the massage with gloves on and i was like do do you want me to wear gloves like i it was a strange question that i had never gotten before and uh i said and he said no i prefer that i can feel your hands and like just the way he said i was like this is super weird and i said and so I just continued having a conversation with him and I said, no, I don't typically wear gloves. If you went to a therapist who wears gloves, maybe that's just their preference, but I don't. And then he went on with other like strange preferences, like please don't play any music. I like the room to be silent, which is totally fine, but it was just like, if it, there wasn't it all wasn't these the other weird before. questions, yeah, there was yeah. all the there was a whole bunch of strange requests. So it was like, I want the room to be silent. Um, I don't want you to wear gloves, which I wasn't going to wear gloves. And he said uh, he he had some sort of special request or question about the lotion or oil. Now I don't remember it. This was like over 10 years ago. But anyway. I want my lotion to be extra slippery. <laughs> his, his tone and the way he was speaking to me, that made me say like, I need to stand my ground here. Like, so for example, I don't care so much if somebody has requests. Like I used to have a, a regular client who would want a full body massage in 30 minutes. And like you guys basically just said, I explained I to her, I had that right. Too. And I, I, I just explained to her, I can absolutely do that if that is what you want. However, being that you want me to treat every area, I mean, she wanted hands, feet, scalp, like everything. I said, being that you want your entire body head to toe treated in 30 minutes, it is 
impossible for me to actually address any real concern or anything. It's go it's going to be very general and it's going to feel very quick because I'm going to have to move and around relatively quickly. If that's what you want, totally fine as long as you know like there's not going to be much benefit like Ali said. And that's what she wanted and every 2 weeks she would book a treatment for 30 minutes and she would want a full body treatment. Did you hate doing that or you, or you enjoyed it? You're like, challenge accepted. It actually, everywhere 30 minutes? You know what? It actually kind of became fun because I would just sort clock, of, eh? I would just sort of switch it up and I don't know. It was, it really wasn't that bad, but I really, I, I just wanted to set the expectation. Like this isn't, really treating anything but right. if it's making you feel better then i guess it is doing something cool whatever if someone came to me with like a post-it with five minutes here 10 minutes here whatever like ali said i might ask them like why the specific times and is there flexibility here like if i find something that needs extra attention do you want me to pay extra attention to that or do you just want me to rub that area for the you know two and a half minutes you've set out right. and if that's really what they want because that routine relaxes them sure go ahead yeah. like it's all I can do is give my opinion as the professional. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask both of you guys this, but maybe Ali can answer this better because her 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 dude friend now is a tattoo artist. Is this the, <laughs> is this the equivalent to like someone walking in with like this is what I want you to put on my body tattoo wise versus hey I have some ideas I want you to do your tattoo artistic thing and I I kind of and come up with something design something and then let me see what you got kind of thing is it kind of like that where someone walks in and just tells you what to do and you're like I don't want to fucking do that I'm the professional here I think I can figure out what to do the same way I can imagine a tattoo artist would be like come on bro like I I don't want to just replicate this picture I'm an artist man let me let me do my thing here um it's funny you mention that because in my spare time, I actually do all of his booking. So every email inquiry that comes in for a tattoo, I handle. So I see all of those emails that are like, I want this, 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 and this, and it has to be exactly this way. And there's been plenty of times that he's like, I'm not the artist for you. Mm -hmm. Like everything that you want, I... I need some artistic freedom. You are not an artist. You do not understand conceptually. This is not going to work. And then there's some people that are like, do whatever you want. I have no no concept, no idea. Run with it. Those are the good clients. There are people who just say, do whatever you want. I have no concept or no idea. Those people exist. Yeah, yeah they just know they want yeah. a tattoo. And they've, seen, and they've seen that tattoo artist's work. And they're like, I want one of your pieces on draw my something body. on me oh yeah. my goodness yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't think i could do that i would have so much anxiety like the first tattoo i ever got i emailed the artist with again i didn't tell him this is exactly what i want it was an idea i showed him a, a few pictures of placement i said i you know i want it to to be here um this is the the length i'm thinking of and I told him sort of like what I wanted in it. But then he came up with the design and he said, sure, like I'll put something together and I'll email it to you. This was my first tattoo. So I was expecting this drawing to come like very quickly. You know, like I talked to him. I was thinking within the next like week or so I would have a drawing because we booked my appointment. I think it was three weeks out. He was or three or four weeks out. He was booking. So a week later, I'm like, oh, when is this drawing coming? So I send a follow-up email and I don't really hear back from him. Anyway, the moral of the story is I didn't actually see the drawing until the day of the appointment. I didn't know that was what the process was. So I'm freaking out because I'm like, what if I walk into this studio 
and I hate it. And Mark kept saying, how are you going to hate it? Like you gave him the concept. He's an artist. He knows. And I was like, I don't know. And I was freaking out and I get there and he shows me the drawing and I was so happy. I was so relieved. Like it was exactly what I pictured, but I was freaking out. I need to learn to trust the artist a little bit. So the second time around, I sent him again, the idea, the a picture, the, like something like this, except we're going to do this, this, this. And he's like, sure, I'll sketch something. And I was like, not expecting to see it till I walked in. And once again, I loved it and didn't change anything. I need to have more faith. <laughs> I would have never thought about comparing the two until until right now. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of massage therapists that are like the tattoo artists. Like, yeah, sure. Give it to me. I got no problem just putting that on. That's what you want. I can make that happen. Yeah. And then someone else like, no, man, I got to do it. I got to think about it. I got to put my stamp on it. I got to express it. To I me, do it, it does all depend on it's tone, like though. Like therapist. if I have somebody who I feel like is in there, like, you know, just like Ali said, like I'm in charge of my room, not you. So if I have somebody that I feel like is just being demanding and like treating me, like I said, as a servant, you might consider me as part of the service industry because that's what massage is to you. Yeah. But I'm not your servant. I am a trained professional. And in this province, I'm a regulated healthcare professional. So, so I'm going to give my two cents. And if you don't want to listen to me, that's up to you. But I won't have somebody coming in, giving me a post-it and me saying, okay, I can do that. So where do you find the person that will just do what you like? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't rub my back because I can't rub my back kind of thing. So, but if I want, <laughs> but if I could rub my back, I'd rub it like this. How can I find someone that would just do that? Is, or is that wrong to do? It's not wrong to do. Like I said, it depends no. on your tone. If I really wanted someone just to treat my back for half an hour, I'm sure I can go to any therapist and say, I'm not coming for any specific issues today. I'm really looking for relaxation. I'm super stressed and I want the entire thing to be focused on my back majority would, of therapists are going to do that. Would you like your own massage? I think about that all the time. What do we What do we come up with? Because I know for me, just my approach to treatment and my style of treatment, I, I, I don't go for my own treatments. I mean, I'd like the touch of myself. It's <laughs> 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 fucking dumb. One please, more time. Please don't edit that out. Please leave <laughs> that in. <laughs> I like the way my hands feel in my body. No, but I mean, I like, I like. With no gloves on. Yeah, with no gloves on and no music because I like to hear the sound of the extra slippery oil. <laughs> like, I like, I like, I, I, I don't even know what I was saying now. Would you like your own massage? You've asked me this Would before. You like and so my answer is yes. I have actually thought about this. Like, Ali, I want to, I'm curious yeah. to hear what she has to say she's because thought about it. I've thought about this a lot because as I'm and treating, when do you think about it? As I'm treating people, is actually very often when I think about it, like I will do certain techniques, let's say in the neck or like around the scapula or in the ribs or whatever that I know are things that as I'm doing it, I'm like, I just wish somebody would do this exactly this way to me. It's like, I feel like mm -hmm. this is what I need and what I want. And I think about this while I'm treating people. Mm. And so when I go for a treatment and the person is, so for example, there's there's a certain way that I've had people treat like my upper traps, there's for example. Like. There's certain directions that in my opinion just feel better okay. and that are more effective. Okay. There's certain amounts of pressure or, yeah, there's certain things I like better. That's what I meant when I said I like my hands on me, by the way. Yes, so I know. understand. Okay. <laughs> so yes, would I like my own massage? I really think I, I would. Allie, would you like your own massage? Absolutely. I think about it all the time. Like I'll be working on a client's traps, back, shoulders, neck, all of it. And I'm like, I need this right now. Like I'm dragging up their neck. And I'm like, I need this for myself. Because 
since I got out of school, I've had three professional massages in the last five years. Wow. You're, yeah. You're worse than we are. I'm picky. Okay. So I, my first one was in New York and I don't like feeling super oily and I like a good amount of pressure. And I had this guy and the second I saw him, I was like, uh, I'm not sure about this. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> I got the massage and he kept asking about pressure and I was like, you can use more. I would like more. And it, there was never more. I don't know why he asked if he wasn't going to address. But pressure? No, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> you want more. That's, that's great. I'm not getting it. <laughs> just, just, um, just taking a survey. <laughs> Nothing more. By the time the massage was over, I stood up and I swear it felt like oil was dripping off of me. I felt disgusting and I yep. ripped the sheets off the table and I'm trying to wipe all this oil off. And I get in my Jeep or my car at the time and there was oil all over my leather seats, like covered. I I was like, this is terrible. And then I had a massage when I was in California and everyone on Facebook said that this girl was amazing, gave the best massages. So I was like, I'll give her a try. And she found out I was in LMT, CMT, whatever. And talk shop the entire time. Mm. And she did not address any of my concerns. Wow. And she worked on me uh, supine the whole time and never flipped. And it was mostly energy work, which was not in any of her descriptions. Oh. It was not as advertised. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. When I say I don't I wouldn't like my own massage cuz not the there's You're very mo- you're very technical. No, but there's moves that I do that I totally dig and I'm like I know I know what that feels like cuz I, yeah. I I can just feel it right now. But the, one, the the way I like to get massaged is very boring. I like just strip the crap out of this quad over and over with the same contact surface in the same direction with the same repetition of movement. Do you know what I mean? The same cadence, the same speed, the same for the next 12 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like that's all I want. Oh, you're the post-it guy. Get the fuck out of here. I would never, I would never, I would never tell you to do that. But then, then then I want you to do this thing to my calves. I want you to do this to my gastrox. No, he's the post-it guy. Yeah, he's the post-it guy. But I wouldn't tell you to do that. I wouldn't show up with the post-it, but that's why I was asking you guys, like, what would you do if I did that? (laughs) He was actually, taking a survey (laughs) i just re-listened to the podcast that you talked about like if someone just finished running a marathon and they wanted two hours on their legs like no problem (laughs) i just re-listened to that one someone that did that they wanted just two hours on their fucking legs yeah yeah (laughs) that was torture that was torturous, but it was fun, but it was torture, but it was fun. What was fun about it was I got to spend tons of time, do you know what I mean? Just in one muscle group and really just kind of feeling and working. And, 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 and I don't just, mind that sometimes. Yeah. You get to like then pull out all the techniques, like everything you can possibly think of because you got so much time. But some of it was like the the real kind of like just 10 minutes on my knuckle over and over yeah. and over again. And then as I'm doing that, I'm like, that looks like it feels so fucking good. Why would something? <laughs> Just do this to me. I had a client at um, the last clinic I worked at that used to come see me for, uh, She, I think she usually booked 45 minutes, yeah. but it was just um, calves and feet. 
That's it. That's I all she it. wanted. Calves and feet, 45 totally minutes. And again, it was somebody who, like Ali was saying, I knew that there was probably other areas that she could benefit from. And we had the conversations and the communicate. And every single time I saw her, I would, of course, ask her how she was after the last treatment. And she was like, it's magical. Like, I love what you do. Just continue to do the same thing. Yeah, I get it. And I know there's tons of therapists who would say, well, if she had to keep coming, you weren't helping her. But she felt it was helpful well, that's what I and mean. she wanted it. So who am I to tell her this is not what you should get? You exactly. know, if she's telling me, I love what, what you do. I love the 45 minutes on my legs and my calves. And I just want to come back every three, four weeks and get the same thing. I'm like, all right, then. I don't know. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. But apparently other people do. So, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, again, it's all, in, that person. It's all in tone. Why. That's yeah. why. So like, that's why when we had Troy on the other day, he's talking to me about pain science. I'm like, I'm that other person, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't explain it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm that person you're talking about. I yeah. don't know. I'm not making sense because I'm really fucking stoked. You are not, not making sense. Making sense. Yeah, but it was a no good effort. There. It was a good effort. <laughs> Look, Allie walked away. She was like, he makes no sense. I'm leaving. I just... I just, <laughs> light. I just I'm like, what? She's gone? I just... <laughs> I laughed. This she literally terrible. just got up and walked my, away. My, so my childhood. What are you talking about? What are you guys doing to me? <laughs> okay. I have to ask, because she told us right before we started recording that she already had the lottery question geared up, ready to go. Allie, I know you love what you do, and you have your own business, and it's great, and you're busy. And I know, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. You're also considering getting into teaching because we've had some, we've had some Instagram conversations. So if you won the lottery tomorrow, what's happening? Are you still staying in massage? Are you going to go teach? Or are you saying, screw all of you, I'm out of here? I'm staying in massage. Um, I would teach for the joy of teaching and not for the money. Cause that's a concern. Cause, <laughs> um, I, I know it's been brought up so many times in the past from other podcasts. Like as much as I love helping people, I am also in it for the money because massage therapists, if you do it right, you can make a lot of money. So I want to get this teaching job so I can gain experience from that. But the money isn't great. But then again, there are, hours that I'm sitting in bed doing nothing after work anyway. So so what the hell? So what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they never listen to this podcast or I'm definitely not getting the job. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. You're all good. So if you won millions of dollars, you're still going to work yeah. because you're not working for yeah. the money, but you really yeah. love what you do that much. eh? I really do. Um, I would open my own spa because like I said, right now I'm renting. And it's been my dream to have my own place. And I want like massage. I want acupuncture. I want yoga. I want it to be a whole like wellness center, not just like a cushy spa, which I, I like the spa I work at, but it's not my end goal and by you, any means. And, you, and you'd want to work in it, not just like this is my yeah. place and, I, and I'm providing this service to this community of people and I make money doing it. But I like you want to work in it work? I would want to work in it, but I'd be able to be a lot more selective with the clients. I wouldn't just take anyone just to fill a time on my schedule. I would take the people that actually appreciate the work I do and or see me because they absolutely need it. Good referrals, friends and family. I think I would just like want to just disappear. That too. Serious. Like I think I would just want to just like just walk like literally just like put down everything and just like silently walk out of the room 
and never come back. Like, that's how I want to exit. I think today is the wrong day to have this conversation because we started out the day really <laughs> stressful. And I swear I heard, I swear, Ali, I heard Mark mutter under his breath this morning. I hate this place. I'm never coming back. <laughs> so I think maybe today was the wrong day to have this conversation. I, I, thought about, I thought about this before. I thought about not so much winning tons of money. That would be nice, too. And I can think about that. Like, that's actually really cool. But the uh, one, if I won the lottery, I'm I'm done, and I've said that before. I'm I'm out of here. But that would be with anything that I'm doing. In all fairness, though, you've also been in the industry for over twenty years. I'm d- exactly, I'm done. Where like Ali's <laughs> still green, right? She's yeah, been but, a therapist for I, five years. But <laughs> even still, like as much as I love helping people and all the rest of it, and like I've said this before, in all the jobs that I've had, and all my jobs were about helping people, mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, but but I don't care about helping people. Like I enjoy doing it, but you know, if I don't do it, it's not, it's not a calling for me. Like I feel like it is for you guys, right? Where you have this burning thing. I got to help people. I'm like, if someone's in distress and I can help them and I feel like helping them, then I will. If someone's in distress and I can help them and I don't feel like helping them, then I don't feel bad about not helping them. Do you see what I'm saying? Also though, I've never known you to not feel like, and when I say not feel like it, you might not feel like it, but I I will say I feel like if you won the lottery, you might not work anymore, but you would definitely still be the go to guy. I've said this on other episodes before, so Ali's probably heard it, where you have become the go to guy because people know like if they need help with anything, like Mark, I got questions about business. Mark, I got tax questions. Mark, I I yeah, no, I've got motorcycle. But it's not even That's just cool. that. You will take the t- like someone might email you one simple question. You'll set up a whole Zoom call and take you know a half an hour to an hour helping them go through. I've watched you help people redo their websites um, teach them how to optimize on their okay, internet yeah. all this shit just out of the goodness of your heart yeah. so and but, it's not like you're not busy as hell so the point is when people are saying oh I'd still stay in it because I you know I enjoy what I do I don't think you would stay working but I think that you would find a way as this rich guy instead of just kicking your feet up to still be helping people because you're constantly helping people to the point where I'm saying I, to you, I like, would, do you have to help every stray cat that no, comes by? See, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of disappearing. If I just slowly disappear, just tiptoe out of the room, exit the room and never come back, then those kind of inquiries and questions and stuff will just die down because the dude is not in the room anymore. The dude is not in the room. Because right? the dude's always in the room right now. And it's not fun being the dude in the room all the time. I'm the dude in the room because of the work that I do and yes I'm the stupid one that created the work which makes me have to be the dude in the room but I also enjoy the idea of not being the dude in the room mm. like I always like to be part of that back scene anyway do you know what I mean and so it'd be nice to just like I don't know man not even close the door turn off the lights and lock the door just literally <laughs> just walk tip-toe away out of, tiptoe out of a room full of people like like that is my one of my favorite things to do is to be at a party and just escape and no one notices. And I just leave for the night. And it's not even like, hey, where'd that guy go? It's just nothing. Just like like I was never there. And I, and I it's so <laughs> No st- one noticed you. Yes. And I enjoy that. I get so much satisfaction from that. I just like, I just left and it doesn't matter. Right? And that's kind of how I want to exit from this whole massage thing. I just want to tiptoe out of the crowded party, turn around, get in my car and drive away. She's shaking her head behind I don't, you. I don't think you'll be able to do that. I'm, you guys are shitting all over my dreams now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might be in too deep. No, between Conad and the podcast and your practice, you can't just walk away unnoticed. That's, at some point, it'll happen. No. At some point. I mean, everybody retires at some point, but... Kaiser Soze. <laughs>
poof, <laughs> gone. I'll be walking with a limp, and then suddenly it's just I'm, I'm off walking. <laughs> so, Allie, aside from that initial encounter that you told us about in California, where you know the guy mm-hmm. was going to pay anything to date you, was he good looking? No, if, if, <laughs> he, was if, if he was good looking, would not, not that you would have, but no, which no, okay, not that you would have no, said yes, I, but I have this one client. I haven't seen him in a long time, and he's a nice man, and I think he means well, but. He pays, tips me way more than his massage is worth. Like he tips me the massage price on top of paying for the massage pretty much. It's like a hundred percent tip. And then he's not creepy. He doesn't touch me. He doesn't make any comments about me personally, but he told me he just got engaged and he told me if, you ever become single, I will leave my fiance for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sir, you're old enough to be my father. And I am not into that. But he's like, the nurse on OnlyFans is into that. You know what? Uh, I guess that's being regulated healthcare that has helped. I, I again, I haven't had a lot of like really weird stuff, but there was one time a client asked to take me to lunch right after his massage. Like he, it was, this was my fault in the treatment. He said to me, you got a busy day today? Or like, am I your last one for the day? I, something like that. And I said, um, I was like, well, no, I have a, I have a lunch break right after this treatment. So I'm okay. And then I'm back for the afternoon. So I opened it up by telling him that I had a lunch break right after his treatment. So we leave the treatment room and cancel his Brazilian to hang out with you for lunch. He might have. (laughs) He waited around the clinic. Like as I was like cleaning the table, doing my notes, I didn't realize that he was still there. Like he hung around and waited in the, in the waiting room. And so then I come out and I was like, oh, you're still here. Is there something wrong? Like, do you, whatever. And he said, oh, I just waited around and wanted to see if I could buy you lunch. And right away I defaulted to, it is really inappropriate for me to go to lunch with a patient. Thank you so much for the offer, but I'm going to have to decline. Like, we can't do that. And he was just like, oh, yeah, sorry. Didn't even think. And then he left. And then there, he never, I still saw him again because he, he used to come every week. And he was never, like, he never asked me to go to lunch or anything like that ever again. But yeah, I had the I had the default of like, uh, no, I'm not even allowed to do that. So no. Do you think he felt goofy then after? Um, Probably because I think that's human. No, no. no. Nothing about but, his interactions. I, but I also didn't change. Like, he asked. I politely rejected him. Yeah. And then we went back to regular patient um, therapist, therapeutic relationship. Nothing weird. Even though that's even though that's a that's a that's a that's a true thing that you can't have types of relationships with your clients being in Ontario. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you think he bought that? Do you think he bought that as the genuine reason why you weren't going to go to lunch with him? Or do you think he's like, that's true. That's probably true. But that's also her excuse right now. I honestly don't know. And like I said, we just we just never talked about it again. I wonder what you think. Well, I I honestly don't know. Would you you as a man, if you asked out your therapist and she said, I can't do that because, uh, you know, you're a patient like I don't know. I don't know how I would take it. That's why I'm asking. I don't know know if it would be like, oh, they might be interested, but in it, they just can't or 
No, they're just not interested. They're happy. They're happy they have this thing to fall back on to say this. Do you well, know I mean, it's a lot if, easier to say if that he, than say, if for some Sorry, reason, bro, I'm not if for some reason he found the podcast and is listening to this, he knows <laughs> that that I was happy to have that. Um, but the one thing I I'm left curious. out of that story is when I did politely reject him, yeah. he he made sure to let me know that like you know, oh, like, sorry, I didn't mean to make it. I wasn't asking you on a date. I just wanted to treat you to lunch. And I was like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Like, so he also, I think by saying that, whether he really was asking me think, on a date or he is, that's what he meant. He's, do you think that was a genuine I, thought? I actually do think I that was genuine. I think that was a genuine I, thought. No, I really do think that was genuine. Knowing him for as long as I did, I don't think that he was interested in me in like a romantic kind of way he also knew that i was married like that like i would say my husband or my matter. child she's had or... two dudes on the table one that's engaged and the other one that that hates his girlfriend loves his girlfriend hates his girlfriend loves his girlfriend. that is true right? that is true and i will never know but like i said we everything was very professional from that moment on and it was fine huh. I wonder, do you think I that's... think he was embarrassed and yeah. he just wanted to go back to a professional relationship? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If he was embarrassed, like, like that's also not my problem. Like, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't rude to him. I didn't say, like, ew, no, you're old. <laughs> like, I didn't do that. <laughs> Ooh, no, thank you. I just said, it's, I can't do that. You know, you're, you're a patient. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, wasn't, wasn't asking on a date, just trying to treat you to lunch, but no problem. And then he left and everything yeah, was yeah, totally yeah, yeah. fine. It's all good. I'd be like, bro, if you really want to treat me lunch, you just brought lunch. That would have been okay. <laughs> just brought it and given it to me. Here, here's some lunch. I was thinking about you. Wanted to, or a wanted gift to card. treat you to lunch. Or a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a patient, not a male patient. Uh, one of my female patients who just she's been coming to me for a long time knows me fairly well and I, I guess maybe at some point I might have mentioned the fact that sometimes I book people back to back and I don't take a lunch break and she has I've had two patients actually who have brought me lunch if they've come midday I'm like well that's nice I guess that's the equivalent I guess I don't know maybe I've gone to, this is early into my massage career I've gone out to drinks with with dudes yeah, some but I just used to work in the like my my clinic was inside of a gym and I used to work out at the gym. Mm -hmm. So I've worked out with this guy many, many times. Yeah. And then he was also a massage a client. Different. But we had never like gone out for drinks and stuff until after the massage. Then he's like, Hey man, you, you wanna go for a drink later? I'm like, Sure, dude. Like we've we've hung out. So you went on a date with one of your patients? Well, yeah, but not really a date. I feel like it was it wasn't a date. Just because he was a dude doesn't mean he wasn't interested. I, I, he wasn't interested. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a date. It wasn't a date. It was, it was I'm kidding. You know what I'm saying? But but anyway, yeah, so I've done that before early into my So career. do you remember this, Mark? You might remember this, early. where I did... And I have to ask another question, because I totally forgot. Okay, ask, you, ask your question to Ali first. Oh, Jesus, what was it? What blows my mind is the ex... One of the, one of the dudes that you were dating when you were in school for massage, or mm -hmm. you were doing massage, and you gave him a massage, like you said, like, hey, this is what I've been doing, like, I want to show you, I want to practice, and then that yeah. was the thing that made him go, fuck this, right? To me, that was weird as hell. Yeah. I've heard every other story yeah. be like, oh, well, now I understand what you do, and I can see that everyone's covered, and nothing sexual about it, it's all therapeutic, like, that. I, I, th I would have thought that would have put someone at ease, not turned it up a bit. Yeah, I don't know what he thought. I was doing because like I think it was literally something as simple as I was working on like his calves or something like below the knee and he was like I can't believe you touch people all day and I was like what did you think I was doing I told you I was in massage school 
Like, She's his girlfriend. He was turned on by it, so he just assumed everybody else would be. Oh, I don't know. He was. That's a really good way of looking at I didn't it. Consider that. At yeah, all. he's like, this is way too hot. No, you can't do this with other people. Stop it. Yeah, he's just a horny guy. <laughs> I, or, I feel like the or, significant she, she other does something special to calves. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the calves are so special. Actually, <laughs> I feel like the significant other in a massage therapist relationship well besides you guys since you're both massage therapists but like if one is a massage therapist and the other isn't that other person has to be very confident in themselves and in their relationship to not be afraid that every single day that their significant other is going to go rub naked people and something's going to happen i wasn't a massage therapist when we met I wasn't a massage therapist until three years into our relationship. Did you become a massage therapist because he was? No. Um, so I was thinking about doing it already. So I, I mean, yes, I wasn't a therapist yet, but it, you, it was it on was my radar. There. I was thinking about doing it already. And I started massage school, I'd say about seven, eight months into us dating. So, I mean, it was already on my radar. But, you know, I wasn't a therapist when we first met. And I remember, you know, like the... I don't know, you might be too young for uh, Seinfeld. I would always try to like get a massage from him and it just really didn't happen very often. And then once I became a therapist, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like, this is your job. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do this all the time after. Although I know a lot of therapists that when they're just hanging out with their friends, just start massaging everyone. Really and I'm like, maybe, maybe I was not born to be a massage therapist because once in a blue moon, if somebody says to me like, oh, you know, this hurts or whatever, I might help them out with a couple of things but I'm not looking for opportunities to touch people when I'm not working but there are therapists who do yeah. that they just massage people wherever they are yeah I also know a dude that does that and I also I feel like that's part part of part of that's his move oh <laughs> part of that's his move is like I'm a massage therapist and he starts rubbing people's bodies shoulders and necks no. and, and next thing you know you're lying on the floor getting your adductors worked on <laughs> and shit like that <laughs> no no if someone around me is like my back or my shoulders really hurt. I'm like, cool, book an appointment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to go back to, speaking of going out with clients, do you remember this? It was very early in, in my massage career. I'd probably only been a therapist for maybe not even a full year. And across the street from the clinic I was working in was a bar. And so okay. they had different events all the time. Like there would be different like special nights. And there was one night and I can't remember what it was, but it was like you could get it was like a dollar, a dollar for a beer or something like that. Like there was some and it was like from like 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. or something like that. Anyway, I finished my last uh, patient of the day, cleaned up and I'm walking out of my clinic and I see one of my clients, a male client across the street just about to walk into the bar and he's by himself so I see him so I yell his name and he looks back and I just wave he's like hey did you know the dollar a beer thing's happening I'm like oh yeah I heard that and um, he's like you want to go get one and I just like without even thinking it just seems so innocent I walk across the street and I go inside with him and I get this beer and all of a sudden I'm in there and it hits me I'm at a bar at in the evening with a male client who's like close to my age and he came here by himself. I'm like, now I'm just here with this dude having a drink. And I suddenly got like really weird and uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. But now I've got this drink in my hand. So I'm like, I'm just going to finish this drink and I'm going to go. In the meantime, Mark texts me because he had just finished work. He was teaching that night. He texts me 
or calls me or whatever and says, where are you? And by this point, I should be home because we only lived five minutes from the clinic. And so he texts me, where are you? And I said, just popped into the bar to have a drink. I'm leaving soon. And so he calls me. He's like, like, who are you at the bar with? And I don't even know how to explain myself because I'm like, this is so weird. So I'm like, one of my clients was standing outside the bar. And so I came over to have a drink, but I'm going to go home now. I'm going to go home because I feel uncomfortable. Mark was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why wouldn't you invite me to come? I'm like, because I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. You know, if you had the skill of tiptoeing out of a party. Yes, yes. You see, (laughs) there's a lot going up in here in my head. I got so (laughs) awkward. And then I remember I went home and I actually like felt like I did something wrong. And so again, imagine now being the significant other of this person who like I'm acting weird. But I was acting weird because like I didn't, I didn't think of it as like, I'm going to have a drink with this guy. It was like, he was walking in. He's like, hey, they have $1 beers. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'm going to go. It was super awkward. And then I remember coming home and acting really awkward. And you were like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. It was all just very weird. Like, (laughs) let's move on. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now that you're in a state that's a little bit more loose with this stuff, then do you feel like you can just kind of let down the guard a little bit and just, I don't know, not, I I can't explain it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not that you need to or want to let down your guard. Like, I hate these kind of rules and I'm not... I'm not trying to take away from any professional level that you, you that you kind of roll with. Do you feel an obligation to act super professional everywhere you are? Thanks. That's what I meant to say. No, I run it like I would in New York with New York's rules. I run it. I run a tight ship as far as that goes. Um, and I feel like it pays off with my professionalism not budging because the rules are relaxed. I have so m- many clients like, I'd say most of my clients, when they receive a massage from me, say, I've never had a massage like this in California before. I'm like, well, duh, I've doubled the education and a whole different set of professionalism. It sets me apart. Do you feel that your your colleagues that you know that are massage therapists out in California, do they look at you differently? Like, like look at this girl with her education, who she thinks she is. Not that that, or do they, no, you think you're better than it, me? It doesn't even have. It, it, it doesn't even have to be like that. But do they? Do they? Do they see you on the same level of on the same level? Do they see you on the same level? Um. Well, since I've been doing massage in California, I've only been at this one spot. Before that, I was mobile until I found this place. So I've really only worked with one other massage therapist in California, and. She's in the room right next to me at work. And when she first got hired, she worked at chain spots before that. She would ask me questions all the time. And I would talk to her and try to help her learn more, teach her things. And I was talking to her and mentioned like Eric Dalton and John Barnes. I'm throwing out big names. And she she's like, who are you talking about? Mm. And I'm like myofascial release like myoskeletal alignments like anything and she's like no we didn't learn that in school and i was like these are basics and california failed her i don't think that i don't think of her any different as a massage therapist i think that the education in california failed her so i dragged her butt to a continuing education course in california and we learned a lot (laughs) Nice. It was a refresher for me, but she learned a ton. Yeah, that's where continuing ed is at, eh? That's why yeah. it's so important. 
in the States. And it's yeah, continuing education. ed is so huge in the States because it does, the education does vary state to state. And so I think a lot, you know, you mentioned big names like Eric Dalton. He, of course, people are, he's going to have a huge following, right? Because there's going to be people who have never learned the stuff that he's presenting. Yeah, I never thought like, of it. Like never, that. never had any idea what any of these things were. Like, I mean, us in Canada, we yeah, you know, we learn I mean, this stuff, yeah, right? We, so, like, sometimes, like, we'll see yeah. anybody, Eric included. Sometimes we'll take a look at his stuff. We're like, it's good, it's good material, but then we're also looking at it like, mm, you know, is it new? It's, it's not really new, but it is new to some people. But it, for a whole bunch of people, yeah. like, they've gone to school for five hundred hours, seven hundred fifty yep. hours, and this is how they get that stuff. They get it through, 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 through the continuing education business. Versus our, um, formal education. Our other partners like in that. massage therapy media actually said some of the best therapists they ever met were in states that were a little looser. And they said the reason was because, yes, they said these therapists just have such a desire to be amazing that they will spend a ton of time and money and effort taking a bunch of continuing education. Whereas like maybe, you know, those of us who had to do 2,200 hours of training some of us might get a little complacent and feel like we already learned all of this stuff. So I, you know, there's, there's a benefit to having the hunger for more because you probably could end up surpassing some of us who stuck with the, the fundamentals because we don't want to continue going to school. So what is, what is your massage career going to look like three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Where, where do you want to happen here? I want to open my own spa. I still want to work, but I want to work less. Um, I'm still debating between whether I want to just do room rentals or if I want to have employees, because I know a lot comes with having employees. I'd like to be teaching. I don't know if that's going to be with like a private school, if it's going to be with one of the bigger institutes out here, or if I'm going to start doing some continuing education. Um, I just want to continue to grow. And even though continuing education isn't required in California, I want to take as much as I can and better myself as a massage therapist. And you could always fly to Canada and come to one of our conferences. Yeah, here. our shows are fun. <laughs> I want to. Are your um are the borders open? Like what's that like right now? Yeah, man. You can come here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's all good. I'm on my way. I all could right. be sitting on that couch right now. Sweet. Yeah, I, I, I just took the cover home to wash, so it'll be nice and fresh <laughs> when you get here. <laughs> well, this is fun. We will definitely label this as an unprofessional hour. And yeah, I think it'll be... Maybe this will be the the start of bringing these back. What yeah, do you think? This was this was good. I, mean, <laughs> I like this. Thank you for reaching out, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to hear some updates from you in the near future. Yeah, you're you're coming back. Thank you so much for having me. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace. <laughs>